Again, Tiger fans, another week of play-by-play presented by our friends at the Advocates, along with the uh, illustrious Kent Lowe. I'm Chris Blair, and uh, we kind of update you on what's happening athletically here at LSU. Coming up later, we'll have some special guests talk about a very special day this past weekend when the university and LSU athletics honored one of its best, Simone Augustus, with the statue unveiling prior to LSU whipping up on Auburn inside the Merivit Center. Let's talk, uh, we'll get to basketball in a minute, Kent, but uh, LSU gymnastics, as I like to say, in full swing now. Um, and, you know, well, Jay Clark was here just a couple of weeks yeah. back and was talking about how they were going to schedule in such a way to prepare them to get quality points, both home and away, and prepare for the postseason. And he wasn't lying. They opened the year uh, at Utah, uh, then the meet at Kentucky that uh, we'll talk about. Unfortunately, the Tigers suffer a, suffer a costly injury. And then this uh, Monday afternoon on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, they host uh, the number one team uh, in Oklahoma inside the Marriott Center. And, you know, I got to give it to this LSU gymnastics team, um, you know, coming up short as far as winning in the first two meets and having that difficult uh, night at Rupp Arena against Kentucky, then being able to bounce back and really put on one heck of a show and just came up yeah. short uh, to the Sooners on Monday. But a, a season-high score against Oklahoma, 197-450, uh, and just – you're right, just barely missed without Kaya Johnson, who tore her Achilles in the Friday meet at Rupp Arena, and uh, just a, a tremendous performance yesterday. I mean, both teams, just outstanding gymnastics, really, and, and I think the crowd, which was, was huge for a Monday afternoon, was uh, really into a, a very good college gymnastics meet and you can see why Oklahoma's right there at the top of the the board right now but you can also see that this LSU team can respond and has the performers that can fill in now as the season moves on Haley Bryant wins the all-around again uh, you know this is still a great season ahead for this team hadn't want to meet that doesn't really matter right now the scores are what's important and that score monday was absolutely huge for this team to respond with coming off of friday night you know what what stood out to me friday night you and i were in tuscaloosa getting ready for saturday's basketball game against alabama and i watched the meet in uh lexington and of course when when kaya went down you know emotionally you could see through the television the impact it had on her teammates and yet they still had to go find next woman up right and i thought we saw a little bit of the grit of this team because those that had to step in uh, i thought did a tremendous job and i think they carried that over to monday for those who were relied upon against the number one team in the land and i think that to me Beyond, again, with the scores, yeah. which are going to help this team, I just think the fact that you show that type of, of tenacity, uh, that type of togetherness, uh, and stepping up uh, when your name is called it, this early in the season, I think maybe if there is a silver lining, one for this team. And there always is, it seems, and I'm not just talking about LSU, but I'm talking about college gymnastics in general. There always is that moment where someone has to step up. Either someone in the rotation has taken a, 
a fall or a bad dismount or something, and you need someone else in the lineup to fill that fifth score. And it's so important in college gymnastics. And we saw a lot of uh, LSU athletes yesterday step up and fill and also help the score. And I think all of that rounded off into what was a very good meet for LSU. I can't wait to ask Brian Kelly, head football coach, uh, what he thought about his first LSU gymnastics meet. He was right there in the front row. Uh, You know, there were times where they would show him, and it looked like he was taking in the atmosphere because it was electric uh, with a massive crowd. Uh, what, just under 12,000? I think so, yes. Um, and uh, on, a, on a Monday yeah. afternoon. And uh, they do the it again Friday. Yep, they've got Missouri coming in for an SEC tilt. That one coming up and uh, meet will begin at 6 o'clock. Coming up later, we're going to talk about Simone Augustus Day here on campus and the unveiling of her statue as she takes her rightful place along along uh, the, the LSU basketball grades. Pete Maravich, uh, obviously Bob Pettit, and Shaquille O'Neal. Um, but let's talk about this 2022-23 LSU women's basketball team. They continue their tear and dominance on the floor. Um, Just an impressive win to cap off Simone's day with a blowout victory by 30 points uh, over Auburn in the Maryville Center. I think fifth largest crowd uh, for a women's basketball game. It was rocking outside and inside on Sunday. Auburn is uh, struggling in league play. This is uh, a team, though, that is – starting to build itself, rebuild itself completely. Uh, Bob Starkey was on that staff last year, and I think uh, he knows that they're starting to get their act together. They're having a bit of a struggle in SEC play. But LSU did what it had to do, just keep winning. Angel Reese, another double-double. And now they're number three in the country, in the polls, and – doing exactly what they need to do. And uh, this team is very special. I mean, you don't have to be around it every day to know that. I mean, you know, we see it a little closer than some people. But this team is very, very good. I'll admit it, I was not sold on them as the season started as that team, but it didn't take long to see this team is that team. They are that good. Yeah, no question about it. You know, and I saw Coach Mulkey a couple of times in the halls, even in uh, the non-conference schedule, and she talked about that this team really has has come together. I mean, the motto is is piece it together. They have so many new pieces coming in from last year's squad. She and her staff have done a phenomenal job of melding this team together. They look like now. Uh, want to say midseason that they're playing like a team that's played together uh, for a number of years so the sky is the limit for this team and you get a chance to see them in action coming up on Thursday uh, they'll take on Arkansas inside the Maravich Center uh, we Pat uh, back Pat will be uh, uh, honored that night that's part of the show and and also Greek night so uh, should be another great atmosphere I expect another big big crowd inside yeah. the PMAC like uh, LSU the LSU men they played Arkansas as their their first SEC game back at the 29th. end of December, yeah. uh, but that game was in Fayetteville, so uh, now a chance to get the season sweep over the Hogs uh, here Thursday night. Before we bring in our special guest this week, got to talk about men's basketball a little bit. A four-game slide now for Matt McMahon and company. Uh, ran into a buzzsaw this past Saturday. I mean, Alabama every bit the number four team in the land, if not even higher 
when all is said and done. They're deep. They're talented. Uh, they've got tons of length. They can shoot the ball. They've got arguably one of the best players in the country who happens to be a true freshman in Brandon Miller. Um, and in that first 20 minutes, you know, John Brady said to me at halftime, I don't know that I can recall a first half of action so complete for a team. And he's seen some basketball in his day. And they just had everything go their way, and LSU just could not get the things done that they needed to get done to hang in there. And they got down big 59-22, eventually losing 106 to uh, 66. And I know it was a tough day, and and Coach McMahon – Made no bones about it. It was a sheer butt kicking, and he told me multiple times it's uh, the worst he's ever been through as a player or a coach. So those games stand out to you. And sometimes, Kent, they can be kind of the catalyst to get you in the right direction because Matt wasn't the only one that did not feel good about that performance on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, it in a different way, it kind of reminded me of that game uh, three years ago, I guess, uh, when – Alabama made like their what seemed like a uh, 17 18 three pointers in the first half and and was just rolling along easily here in Baton Rouge but this one uh, a little bit different and I think you know I, I did watch practice on Monday I could sense a, an, an energy still in the team uh, they haven't you know given up at all they're they practiced hard. They practiced a lot on LSU stuff, which you would expect. And I think uh, this team is certainly going to give it a, a hard fight to the Wednesday night against Auburn. Uh, Cam Hayes played uh, against Alabama, played about 20 minutes, looked pretty good. Didn't look like he's having any issues with the knee, scored 10 points. So I would expect that he would probably go back in the starting lineup, unfortunately. Uh, and Wani Wilkinson has had to have uh, surgery on that shoulder that's been bothering since before the season started. So he'll be out for the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, I think now is the time just to keep doing the things you do best, and I think that's what LSU will do and just try to correct a few of the mistakes and uh, let the chips fall where they may. And uh, I think it's going to be a great game Wednesday night against Auburn and certainly urge all the LSU fans to come out for the contest. Now, Auburn 14-3 uh, and on the season. Three and one in SEC play. I kind of feel like they're they're quiet. Nobody's talking yeah. about Auburn as yeah, much as maybe right. the last you're couple right. of years. They're not as explosive offensively, uh, and I say that that's not by much. But they're only averaging about seventy points a game. Uh, they're giving up sixty five points a game. So you know you're used to the high flying Auburn offense. Maybe not the same, but they're still super talented. But but LSU gets them on their home floor Wednesday night at six o'clock. We invite you to come out then. And you know it seems like we don't play a lot of back to back home games especially starting the first three on the road and in the first five conference games Um, but you get back-to-back home games um, and a number uh, nine Tennessee team suffered a loss to Kentucky uh, at home they're a team known for their defense Uh, they're a little up and down offensively Um, but yeah I think if LSU gets back to the things they were doing good uh, as a team, regardless of who the opponent is, I mean, you got to give Alabama right, credit. Right. Right. Um, you got to give Kentucky credit uh, on their home floor in that seventy-four, seventy-one loss. You got to give Texas A&M credit. They may be the quietest, best team in the country uh, based on what they've done of late. But I think if LSU gets back to what they do best, 
Um, and, and that's being, again, a little more unselfish offensively, a little more execution and ball movement, a little more patient on the offensive end, and then just getting back to that lockdown defense that we saw for really the first part of the season and against Arkansas in the opening game of the SEC, your Tigers are going to get themselves right. So, uh, again, invite you out to support the team Wednesday and Saturday before they go on the road for that rematch uh, with Arkansas, but we'll get to that later on next week. Well, that'll kind of give you what's going on in athletics this week and what's coming up. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to set our sights and focus on what was a great day here on campus. Uh, to unveil Simone Augustus' statue. So stay with us. We'll be back with more play-by-play presented by our friends at The Advocate after this. Welcome back, everybody, on this week's play-by-play presented by our friends at The Advocate. It's good to be back. And, Ken, as we said in the outset of the show, uh, women's basketball has uh, been on a tear. And it's not just the last week, not just the last month. It's, it's been the last several months. Um, but it really kind of culminated, let's say, mid-season uh, with a celebration of women's basketball, not just this year, but the great history of women's basketball. And we're going to talk a little bit about this past weekend. And we brought in some people who who I think really can kind of capture – we saw what happened on Sunday, but for those who are behind the scenes and really help put it all together and spread the word, um, these these are your people. These are the people you work with I every think, day. Yes, when we talk uh, about the people on the, on the fifth floor – at one point, fifth floor. You come up there occasionally, but we got some great guests to tell I, us a little bit about uh, Simone Augusta's I'm celebration. I'm so happy we figured out we could get four people actually in the podcast. Just barely, to, so nobody moved. Nobody moved yeah, much. Yeah, no, you'll be gotta keep you in, in you'll the be frame. out of frame for those that are watching on uh, Gold. But uh, Grant Kuvar, who is the communications guru, as I call him, for for women's basketball and assists with so many things and. Sheldon Lee, who is the creative videographer, content. If you see it on social, he's probably had something to do with it or has stopped someone from messing up something else on social media. But these two guys are great. And, uh, I mean, I I think the first thing to ask both of you, and, and Grant, we'll go with you. I mean, what was this weekend this past weekend like? I mean, besides the basketball game, everything that went on this weekend, how's it feel now that it's over? Well, thanks for having us on, first of all. Um, wow, this weekend, it it couldn't have gone any better, really. It was such a great celebration of Simone, you know, the first female student-athlete in LSU history to get her own statue, and um, there was a lot of a lot of planning that went into the weekend, and everything went off without a hitch and it was really just a great celebration and Chris you sort of talked about the success the team's having and it's just cool to sort of combine the two doing a lot of stuff right now that hasn't been done since the days of Simone Augustus and Sylvia Fowles so to sort of bring the two together and be able to honor a Baton Rouge icon it was a it was a special weekend. You know, one of the things that, that I thought about earlier in the week prior to the uh, celebration and the unveiling of the statue grant they had the picture of Angel Reese as a youngster uh, with Simone, who, again, was at that point her idol, what she was aspiring to be. And you talk about how you tie together the success, guys, of, of this year's basketball team and then going back and celebrating. And it just happens to be the link between this team and Simone Augustus's incredible career. Well, Angel sent me that picture. Shoot, it must have been on Tuesday or something last week. And 
I looked at it for a second. I said, who is that? Text her back. That's you. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that that was her. And uh, she posted that, went all over social media, um, had every woman's basketball account tweeting that picture. And uh, we were able to get that picture printed out for her. She was able to get it signed by Simone. She was able to meet her icon, and they were able to retake that picture together. You know, Sheldon, um, Kent mentions the fact if it's on social media and if it's a a moving graphic video, um, you've had a hand in it. Uh, Sunday was an incredible crowd. I mean, the Baton Rouge community coming out in full force uh, prior to the game for the unveiling of the statue. And, and, And I wanted to ask, because there's so much that happens when you are embedded, so to speak, with the team. Um, you know, behind the scenes, on the bus, on the planes, going to the hotels. For you, on an event like Sunday, where there's so much going on, there's so many people running around, as Grant said, it's very organized, but you don't want to miss a single minute. Like, how how nimble and how much pivoting do you have to do when you're out there and you have the lens trying to catch it all? It's total team effort. Uh, that's what it all came down to all weekend, from all, aspe- all aspects of the weekend. Total team effort by everybody from not only video, but photography as well. Uh, Tyler with graphic design. I mean, we had, you know, going into this, I, honestly, I knew it was going to be a big deal, but I didn't know how big of a deal it was going to be until we had the, the meeting with Leanne and she kind of went over the itinerary and I'm like, wow, I'm going to need some help. So we had uh, Logan, uh, a student uh, intern of ours, student producer of ours. He covered the game from uh, pregame, start to finish, uh, got edit out to Grant real quick after the game, and then that allowed me to be free to be with Simone. Uh, I was in a hip pocket from the moment she got there uh, on Sunday to the moment me and the off- officer uh, escorted her to her, uh, to her vehicle. And uh, total team effort. That's the only way we can cover all those angles. Yeah, I looked. Uh, I When I saw the video, I was a little behind on, on seeing the unveiling of, on, on Facebook. But when she comes out, there's there's Sheldon like yep. right there almost <laughs> almost under the umbrella uh, hey. Savon's second lining. Gotta get the shot. I know. I know. Gotta get the shot. I know. I know. And how about that second line? That was something that, that Simone's was... parents wanted to surprise her with. So Simone had no idea that that was going to really? take place. Um, and yeah, Leanne Westfall, who organized the the entire event and everything the whole day. Um, made that umbrella for Simone, and Simone was dancing on out, the band playing behind her. It really couldn't have been more of a Louisiana celebration. And, and you know, I, I want to compliment her, and because this is the second one of these now we've done in, in seven months, and both of these, when the Maravich statue and Simone statue – they turned that practice gym, both of those practice gyms those days, into something that you really didn't expect to see in there. I mean, it was such a great setup, such a beautiful organization, the chairs, the balloons, the pictures. You know, it, it really was. Uh, you know, you would think, eh, it's in the practice gym. You know, we'll do what we can. But, I mean, they really did a tremendous job with the setup of the event, you know, and I think a lot of that is sometimes forgotten. And I think to your, you go to credit, uh, the setup y'all had for the thing, uh, was fabulous. And I want to give credit, Chris, also to, if I may, uh, Lynn Rollins, Victor Howe, who had Simone on at halftime of the, the broadcast 
And it was really an outstanding interview. They asked some very pertinent questions about her future and things like that. And I thought it was a very relevant interview for, for, to end a very special day of media stuff with her. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it was a great celebration. You know what's interesting? Guys, we are so embedded, uh, again, in social media. I mean, it, it impacts all of our lives. It impacts all of our jobs. It's part of the deal when you work at LSU and, and, and Grant, obviously, uh, putting out things to promote women's basketball on a on not just a daily basis, almost an hourly basis. That's how much it's involved. Uh, and obviously, uh, Sheldon, with the stuff you and your team are putting together, that's part of what feeds the content. I found it amazing that Simone's career, of course, really not the social media world we live in today, and yet there were over 64 million, um, was it searches uh, or times her name came up over the weekend. So a player who had that kind of impact uh, before social media is what it is today has that type of impact in 2023. Now that credit goes to you guys, but also the power and the impact of her career, which I think is just amazing. It's one of the things when I saw that number uh, over the weekend, or I guess on Monday, uh, when Cody put that out, I thought, my goodness, to think of a player who was, again, not known in the social media day and age to have that kind of, of impact here in 2023 tells you why we put up a statue of Simone Augustus. Well, her, her career was just iconic. You know, it started here, Baton Rouge, Capitol High School, comes to LSU, leads them to their first ever three Final Fours, the first of five consecutive the Tigers went to, and then obviously goes into the WNBA, four WNBA titles, but then it even goes on to a world stage. Um, she won three Olympic gold medals. And, you know, she's known not just in Baton Rouge, but she's a global superstar when it comes to basketball. You know, it's interesting because um, you talk about uh, Victor and Lynn on the broadcast. One of the things Lynn and, and Vic talked about was the fact that her senior year, when they would go on the road, people in those towns would buy tickets that normally didn't buy tickets to see South Carolina or Kentucky or right, whoever. They right. were there to see you Simone Augustus. And, and obviously now we have Coach Bob Starkey back on our staff. He's the associate head coach of the team right now, but he was on that staff that recruited Simone, and then he coached for Simone, and he spoke at the, at the pre-reception prior to her statue unveiling on Saturday, and he brought that up. He said a lot of people know how we packed the PMAC back in those days for Simone, but a lot of people didn't know is the Tigers led the nation in yeah. road attendance. They led the nation in road attendance because Simone Augustus was yeah. the show. Everybody wanted to go see that crossover and that quick shot that she had. Yeah, best show in town. You know, uh, I will, uh, Bob's story that he also told, and I don't, I don't remember if it was at the press conference or at the reception, but when they were watching on TV when Simone announced she was coming to LSU – it was no exaggeration what he said about Coach Gunner's reaction because she did come out wearing a, a, an orange sweater and everybody was just like, you know, just like, oh, it, oh my God. <laughs> Another going, one going to uh, Rocky Town. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, and that was no exaggeration about everyone all of a sudden just kind of losing their mind for a few minutes until it actually happened, you know, that – and, and to think how far we've come, there was a women's basketball player at a local high school in Baton Rouge on local television. People are at Capitol High School here in town. 
to cover the announcement of a player making her college choice many, many years ago. And you're right, it wasn't the social media time and all. So, I mean, yeah, how far we've come and how far and how much she did for LSU basketball when she came to LSU. And I think, and Grant, maybe you can talk to this. I mean, that legacy plaza now with four of the greatest names to ever play the game at LSU. Bob Pettit from the mm-hmm. 50s, Pete from the, the late 60s, Shaquille from the 90s, and now Simone. I mean, that's a fabulous look when you look down that plaza and see those four in their primary basketball positions you know, I know Bob wanted the crossover, but <laughs> for for the statue, but uh, it's it's really uh, something a lot of schools can't say. They can't, and uh, you talk about that plaza out there, and I'm not sure how many people listening or you guys saw the picture that Chris Parent got over the top from that gymnastics deck of how many people came out there. Oh, but it was amazing. Yeah, wow, that yeah. was great. Wow, it was just unbelievable how Baton Rouge came out and supported their own, um, and it was just jam-packed out there. You know, Sheldon, you know, we talk about, you said you were you were basically right there with her almost every step of the day to try to uh, chronicle this, uh, not only for social media now, but certainly for the university for posterity, which is which is an important, and, and, and sometimes I got to imagine, a little intimidating, because you don't want to <laughs> miss something uh, for, for down the road that people will be able to go back and remember that day. But one of the things that stands out to me about Simone, with all of her success, just her her humble nature, and really how much you could tell she appreciated that day. With all of the things she has done, she certainly is qualified to have her day on Sunday and much more. But yet it didn't seem like she really was kind of like, oh, man, this is, this is amazing this is being done. What did you take away from spending that time with her and, and getting her reaction in real time? Uh, it was an, an incredible experience to uh, share one of the most special days of her life with her by her side. Uh, I mean, you know, she like you said, she's a very humble person. She's a very uh, kind person. She's a very uh, quiet person as well. So, you know, she, you know, she she makes herself comfortable with, you know, all of the autographs and all of the photos and all the people that kind of swarm around us throughout the day. And uh, even though sometimes it's maybe not the most comfortable position for her, she understands the, the literally now the pedestal that she sits on forever. And, and she always takes the time to sign every autograph, take every photo, because uh, you never know who will be the next Angel Reese like you just seen get, yeah. uh, you know, pop up this past week. Uh, but she definitely appreciated uh, all of the love uh, that the LSU gave her and all of the fans gave her. Uh, she was so uh, – because I had her mic'd up. Not a lot of people don't know that. I had her mic'd up the, the entire day, so I, I heard all of her inner thoughts uh, <laughs> basically throughout this whole process. And, um, you know, one of the things that I kind of picked up on is, uh, like, during the – you know, they are taking the cloth off of the, the statue. She really didn't say much. You know, the most of what she was doing was trying to really hold back the tears because, yeah. you know, she doesn't want to, like, display it, like, too much. So, like, she was just, like, literally just trying to hold it back as much as she could. And uh, – and, you know, but you know when it when the, when the moment takes over, it just takes oh, over. Yeah. You can't you can't do anything about it. But uh, she definitely appreciated everything. And uh, the only other thing I can say is she had a long day. She was tired. Uh, we we <laughs> came out to the to the court uh, for uh, the quarter break for the on court recognition, and uh, then also for that uh, halftime uh, interview that she had. 
other than that, we was in the training room, in the, the new training room, in the women's basketball locker room, and we had the game on the TV for and she was just laid out on the training table with her Nikes kicked off, just, you know, scrolling through the phone and, and enjoying the game. So uh, getting as much uh, private time as she could throughout that, uh, throughout that endeavor. Yeah, I don't know that uh, Grant, Sheldon, you, or I don't think any of us will ever go through that type of uh, day. Kent may down the road. I mean, he may have, uh, you know, a big, big day someday. But uh, it is amazing to see how she handled that. Um, you know, the other thing that stands out, and I know we all took it in, whether you saw it live in person or whether you saw it later, uh, which I think now is on LSU Gold, by the way. There's a shameless plug. Uh, her speech, um, which I think was super impactful. And when you think about things that happen on a particular day in a particular time that will transcend that day and go on for many, many years, I mean, you guys – sitting there you must have just been in awe have been in awe of of the words she was saying i mean it was it was it was really heartfelt and had just a tremendous impact on everybody who heard her words humble kind just a great person and for her to to get up there and give that speech and thank all the people that helped her get here um, just speaks to the kind of person that she is. And, yeah, it was, it was amazing getting to sort of hear her tell her story of the journey. And the most impressive thing about that speech, too, is she had no notes. Uh, she right. had nothing right. that was previous, previously prepared. I mean, she went up there, and it was just from the heart. Yeah, just yeah. from the heart, just her raw self. And uh, wow. that, was, that was very impressive. Uh, that's amazing. Some, some, I imagine there weren't too many dry eyes in the room either. Sometimes those are the best kind. If you can do it well, sometimes those are the best, time, best kind. I'm curious about one thing because I watch you and people like Garrison and, and Matt all run around with your cameras and <laughs> nearly get run over several times. At least you haven't fallen on your face like happened at a women's basketball game. Yeah, I was about to say, yesterday. Shout out to my people at Arkansas women's basketball. Got my the dog shot. Noah. Got my the dog shot. Noah got, got the, the shot. shot. He popped right back up, it. too. I'm going to tell you that. But my, my question is this. I, what, what was it that triggered your love in videography and this type of work? What triggered you getting into all this? Because you're, you're really good at what you do, and I, I mean that sincerely. And I, I just wonder what was the thing that kind of drove you into this? Well, I, first of all, I appreciate the compliment, Ken. Uh, I would say that I kind of fell into it. I think I was being conditioned uh, from a young child to get into film, and a lot of Louisiana people might want not, might not want to hear this uh, from watching the complete history of the Dallas Cowboys uh, NFL <laughs> film set that my father had at home. Well, they won uh, Monday night, so I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, shout out to him. We live to play another game, but I think just watching the the type of st storytelling through sports of America's team, one of my favorite teams, and one of my family's favorite teams in my home state. Uh, really kind of conditioned me to, you know, kind of think like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty special. And, uh, you know, as I grew, grew older, I was more I was on the athletic side of things. I wasn't in communications. I, you know, I wasn't much of a photographer or anything like that. And, uh, you know, obviously, I'm really not the size to be playing anything past <laughs> the, the high school ranks. Uh, and, you know, further down the line at McNeese State uh, University in Lake Charles, I you looked at, you know, LSU was one of the prime examples of, wow, we had something like they have uh, that they're doing, putting out on social media uh, that would do wonders for a program of this size. And uh, that and that would 
is what really made me pick up a camera and you know teach myself to learn you know Adobe Premiere Pro and uh, edit things just out YouTube University go look it's all on YouTube uh, oh, that's I, where that's where I got my film degree that's from the only way I learned how to do yeah. the little things yeah. I do is YouTube the, University some kid some kid Sheldon's age put a video up and I learned how to put a couple of things together but uh, nowhere in the same league <laughs> as uh, kids, Spike Chris. over here <laughs> these young kids whippersnappers Chris. that's what I he, like to call he them. had to he had to put up with me as my assistant for two years so I know <laughs> Know how he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's put he, his time yeah, in. Yeah, I, I know. ain't no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But again, you know, coming off that day, um, and real quick before we wrap up with you guys, I mean, you know, the work that you guys did, that everybody did to put on that day, uh, I mean, all the major networks picked it up, uh, the WNBA, the NBA, um, obviously the SEC network. I mean, the, the, the work that you guys did in helping promoting that day and all the things you do to promote LSU women's basketball – um, you know, creates that bigger brand and grows that brand on a daily and weekly basis. So uh, congratulations on a job well done every day, but certainly this past Sunday with a with a major event here on campus that went out, uh, went off, as you said, without a hitch. Just a fantastic day. It was a great day, and uh, definitely we're having a great season. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about that before I let you go. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was just congratulating on that day. Well, we, now, well, now, now I was going to talk about what you do every day, which is following uh, Coach Kim Mulkey and this LSU women's basketball team that, uh, I mean, can't you guys can reel off uh, where they are as far as records in this win streak and what Angel Reese is doing, what this entire team is doing. Um, it has to be a lot of fun. Now, winning is fun. We all know that. Um, what is impressive to me about this team is the way they go about winning. Um, they just don't really give anybody else a chance. They're no other team has everybody. a chance. They are obliterating everybody. Uh, but Grant, for you, what's what's it like? I imagine it is uh, nonstop, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Because I imagine just my interactions with Coach Kim Mulkey, that's pretty much how she is and what she expects from everybody in the program. She is well, Coach Mulkey. She holds herself to the highest standard, and because she holds herself to the highest standard, she's able to hold everybody else below her. Uh, to, to their highest standard, and I think it raises the level of everybody that works for her. Coach Mulkey's a legend. You know, three national championships. This is just her second year at LSU. I mean, look at what she's doing. Um, it's just a blessing being able to get to, to work with them and cover this team that who knows, the, the sky's the limit for them. No doubt about it. I mentioned trying to get everything you could get in on Simona Gussis' day. You travel with the women's basketball team, and you're talking about, you know, sometimes 24, 36 hours, uh, especially when we travel and travel with the team. When you talk to Coach Mulkey and her staff, like I know you come up with the creative ideas, but I have to believe they also say, hey, look, these are the things we're looking for. These are the things that would help us as far as recruiting, as far as putting our brand out there for future student athletes. Like how, how much interaction do you have with the staff, maybe not on a daily basis, but occasionally to say, hey, look, this is, this is the cool stuff we want to see out there. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, even with content, uh it's, it's a team effort, total team effort. Ideas come from uh, from all sides of it. You know, I have my video ideas and creative ideas that I kind of come up with from time to time. Or uh, Grant has a lot of ideas. Grant is really great at playing the, the content quarterbacks, what I call them, because everything kind of <laughs> – the offense just kind of runs through him, and he knows what he wants to see and, and how he wants to see it and when he wants to post it. So everything is very clear on that end. And, of course, the staff, they know what they want to see as far as how to uh, to, to market uh, the, the, the young women on the team and – in the LSU women's basketball brand, because you know you, you got to understand they're coming from from Baylor, where you know they were a juggernaut. 
you know, like three national championships, countless Big 12 championships. So they know what they want to see. They just want to see it in a, in, in a, with a purple and gold twist on it. Then also uh, director recruiting, uh, Kaylin Rice, uh, anything that the recruits would like to see, she's always on top of that, getting that in my ear to uh, get that updated and get that out to them. So, um, you know, like Grant said, it's, it's everything starts at the top, even though Coach Moki doesn't do social media. Uh, she is still very involved because any video that I produce, uh, she asks that I text her the Twitter link so she can go watch it. And uh, so just so keep posting the program, what we're in, and, you know, just how we're how we have uh, the brand out there to the public. Well, once again, sounds like a pretty good organization set up to make sure you promote uh, women's basketball in the right way. And goodness knows with the way they're playing now, the way they have been playing, it's a great brand to be out there pushing. And another chance to see them Thursday night at the Maravich Center. With a shot for history, right? Angel Reese yeah. can tie Sylvia yeah. Fowles for the most consecutive double-doubles in program history. I remember looking at my game notes when I first took over women's basketball and seeing that 19 consecutive double-doubles, and I thought, I never what, what a yeah, run. Yeah, right. And here we are, second year, it's and amazing. it's being done. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but it's been an impressive <laughs> run. Well, Is this wood? Yeah. <laughs> Harrison, this wood. She has. Board, you're not sure. She has been uh, just. She is just a tremendous player, and it's been fun to watch. And you guys see it all the on a daily basis. This parts of this team come together so well, you know, and everyone piece it together. Yes, well, that's that's exactly it. I mean, that's exactly it, and. A long way to go in this season, but you wouldn't want to be anywhere else than where you are right now, Grant. No, we're on we're on a ride, and, <laughs> I, and I think I think Sheldon will tell you too. I mean, we're that just, was a test, by the way. He we're just yeah. <laughs> he was going to see if you had another answer, but we're just enjoying the ride. You passed the test, uh, Sheldon. Real quick, uh, we're here on LSU Gold. Um, they can see a lot of your your solid work on LSU Gold. Do you got anything you want to promote? I mean, just something that people maybe haven't seen yet. Maybe they should be subscribing because you're putting out some uh, just some fire. Yeah, yeah, some little bit of heat here and there. We stay in the kitchen cooking up, you know. <laughs> well, what can they uh, see? What do we got? Can we follow, like, in bed? Can we find some stuff on women's basketball that maybe you can only yes, find on Yes, of course, of course. Right. Uh, so uh, going back with the piece it together theme, uh, that's actually what their docuseries is called for the season. Um, our director of creative content, Emily Dean, she's, she works very hard on that on a monthly basis. Uh, to get that out to cover the program, uh, but also going back to the Simone Augustus weekend, uh, we have an, an uncut. So, like I said earlier, I was with her the whole time, had her mic'd up the entire uh, day. So we're going to put out. I know I put out something short for social, but we're going to have like a longer piece going out, where it's just, it's just you going along with Simone on this you know journey of hers to. Uh, submit her legacy at, at LSU, and then uh, you know also we I think we got a little bit of you know one on one interview with her uh, to sprinkle throughout uh, the off season. So just over the summer, keep a look out on LSU Go. We may have a little little mini Simone Augusta series uh, coming out for you guys. Again, I tell people all the time, you may think, well, I don't need to get LSU Go because it's just got you and yeah. Kent. That's not true. <laughs> There's a lot more on there that uh, you can take advantage of, and uh, Sheldon's uh, work is a big part of it, and you can uh, follow uh, the docu-series for LSU women's basketball right well, there. Well, not to cut you all, Chris, but yeah. if you all tired of looking at Chris and Kent or hearing them, Sheldon Lee, I'm Spike Lee, hey, just, you hey. Take next if, call? Sure. I got I'll, you. I'll take I'll, it I'll, over. Yeah, me do. 
How about the next next six we'll months off? Next, month. next six yeah, months yeah, off. Tell, right. Harrison, tell Cody I'm still available for the podcast. I'm gonna call it late registration. Kind of sounds like he's trying to take our job. That's it. Oh no, no, I can never. That's enough then. Then we're done with these two. Grant, Sheldon, great job. Thank you guys. Great work and. Kent, as always, good to see you. We'll be back here next week for another edition of Play by Play, uh, presented by our friends at The Advocate. So for all involved, this is Chris Blair. And until next week, so long, everybody, and go Tigers. (laughs) 